Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey friends, welcome to Ukulele Buddies. Oh, I can't hit this chord. <laughs> fun uh matt i'll save it for the show i i got i've i've largely stopped buying wrestling toys why because like i just need to stop sinking money into that sort of shit but i bought what i i i'll explain when we get into the show (laughs) we're already doing the show (laughs) you haven't done the intro yet WrestleMania's Gay Spouse Wrestling Podcast, both wrestling, friendship, and wrestling with friendship. I am your host, 40 for 40, Matt Elfring, heroism hunting and hiking, and I'm here, as always, with Dark Order member, 40 for 40 member, Chris Hayner. Chris, how are you? Join the Dark Order, Matt. Join DarkOrder.com. I'm great. We're, are you still, Matt got a ukulele while he was in Hawaii, and now he won't stop playing it. So I'm, I'm trying to just... learn scavenger type by NoFX. No, I understand that, but we're also recording a podcast. I don't care. I don't care if it's the first two weeks. Um, oh, it, no, it's, no. Yeah, if, if you've been wondering why we haven't done a pod lately, it's because we've been having a real time. Uh, the end of the end of 2022, beginning of 2023 has been rough, but we're here. We're, pow- we're as powerful as ever. I'm back from a bit of a too long trip, I would say, to California. Um, but yeah, we're doing well. Uh, we're kicking off the year a bit later than we normally do. Uh, but this week we have the tantalizing, uh, uh, tasting menu of looking at the states of WWE, AEW, all of pro wrestling. I'm we're putting also, the ukulele back. I'm putting it back. He's putting the uke away. Uh, we're also going to talk about our hopes for the year. <clears throat> but more importantly, Matt, how are you doing? You want an honest answer or do you want just like the we're doing the show answer? I mean, we you can go we can go honest answers and just keep it not as graphic or intense what? as we Wait, might hold want on. Am to I on a killing spree? I don't know. I just take this pill. Mm. I can tell you how I've been doing. How if you'd you like doing? if you'd like me to lead the way. Oh yeah, go ahead. You can lead. Uh, well, as you know, I was, uh, out on the West coast for a bit there. That was, it was good, but like, it's funny, Matt, when, when we first went to, when you and I went to WrestleMania in the New York, New Jersey metropolitan area. Yes. A couple of years ago, you had this thing where you were like, this is fun, but I want to be at home. Like I, I like being at home. I miss being at home. And at the time I had no concept of what you were talking about because I hated my apartment and I was a sad, lonely boy living in uh, the Los Angeles, like the San Fernando Valley of Los Angeles, California. Now, like I live with Lord Pumpernickel. We have a nice place. I enjoy it. I enjoy our routine. So when I go to Los, as I was in LA last week, people can say like, are you having a good time? How you doing? I was like, I'm just ready to go home. Yeah. Like I'm having a great time, but I would also be having a great time like hanging out with Lord Pumpernickel and watching Below Deck. Anyway, let's talk rest. Yeah, how are you doing, bud? Uh yeah, I went through probably some of the worst depression of my life um after mm. getting back from Hawaii, which is weird to say that you go to Hawaii and then you but I've been having some um I'm not going to get too in depth, nothing scary, but I'm going through some health stuff right now. Everything is being course corrected. I'm down 13 14, 15 pounds right now. Look at you, dude. I believe I was talking to my wife. Uh said like my I wife. noticeably my, my wife, I'm noticeably losing weight. Um, so I've made some changes. I work out every single day. We're getting I, there. 
I would like to note I've all I'm also ma- been making some changes and yes, it yes, was sir. it 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 it's been brought up to me on a few occasions from uh, Lord Pumpernickel that like I I it's noticeable and like I don't know about you tell me <laughs> this is so not wrestling talk but this is life no, talk whatever. baby this is this is the first episode of the year I don't care <laughs> tell me if I you care. agree I can't see it. Can you see it on you? Yes. Oh, you can. I can never, ever see it. Um, the way I notice is because, like, suddenly my clothes are a lot baggier. I have to tighten my belt more. Like, yep. my belt... At this point, my belt, like, wraps halfway around my back uh, <laughs> when it's when I, when I have it fastened tightly. Yeah. So, like, that's just... It's just there's that much extra slack on my belt. So, it's stuff like that, but, I like, I can't... When I look at it, I can't see it. All I see is my my stupid hair. Um, so I lost eight pounds after having COVID, by the way, when we were on break. Oh, I yeah, that's COVID. right. You went through another COVID round. Are you another up to COVID. three? This is my th- um, this is OK. So here's the fun part. This is the first time I've taken a COVID test and it's come up positive, but I have had it three times. Interesting. OK, Um, uh, sorry, a, t- a positive test during when I've been sick. Okay. But I didn't eat almost the entire week. I didn't work out. Yep. Like I couldn't eat. Um, that, that, so the, the first time I had COVID, the really, really bad time, I didn't eat for two weeks. <laughs> I think the first time I had when we had COVID before the vaccines came out, it was we were sick for six weeks. Again, go to the first, I think, three or four episodes of this show. You were COVID. I have COVID the entire time. Yeah. Don't go to uh, it though. Don't no, I no, haven't no, listened. I haven't listened back. Those are probably not good. No episode. Is it two or three? Is Dalton Castle? That's a good one. Mm, yeah. Okay. Uh, the show's different now. Uh, so yeah, I didn't eat, <laughs> yeah. Then we went to Hawaii and we're walking like five miles a day at least. Like we're because we're just walking because I'm so excited to be somewhere where I can walk and be out of my Illinois house. And then I came back and I tried to eat healthy when I was there. Lots of just fresh fish. Mm. And bad breakfasts, but the rest of the... And then I got home, and I'm like, you know, I'm going to continue trying to eat, like, fish, fruits, vegetables, try to cut out fast food entirely, which I have, and continually work out. My lunch breaks uh, every single day are just half an hour working out straight. So it's, you know, we're getting there. Anyway, toy, uh, during the break, Chris, lots of things happen with wrestling. Matt, I don't even. Do we want to get it? Do we just want to like plow? Well, first of all, but Matt, yeah, before, everybody knows that's listening to this. Everyone knows. Before we get into the current state of wrestling, I want to get into the current state of Wrestle Buddies because Matt, yeah, in two weeks, in less than two weeks, you and I will be in the same room together. We we're supposed to be in the same room today, actually. Literally today. No, but we can't talk today, about it. We today were. and tomorrow, right? <laughs> yeah, that we can't talk about it. That got canceled. But Matt, we're you and I are going to the Royal Rumble. We're going to kick off the road to WrestleMania. That thing that we figured out years ago was fake. WrestleMania is a whole episode. That, that, honestly, that. that yeah, that was very early in Wrestle Buddies uh, hit lore, we'll say, that the road to WrestleMania isn't real. But we're going to be there for the kickoff. We're going to be there for uh, the return of uh, the... <laughs> As Lord Pumpernickel calls them, the American dream Cody Rhodes. Ah, <laughs> the American dream Cody Rhodes. Um, and KO versus Roman and a bunch of other nonsense. It's, it's going to be a good but show you, and we're going to be in the house. It's Royal Rumble. That's Royal it's, Rumble. It's the pay-per-view that I feel like both of us, it's the one pay-per-view we both wanted to see more than and Like, I, more I'm, than more, I'm more excited for a Rumble than I am for a WrestleMania. I want to watch. I want to be. I want to yell. Three, two, one. Eh. To me, we. I've been to Mania. You've been, I think, five or six times now. I've yeah. been to Mania twice. Um, Mania is fine. It's fine. But Royal Rumble to me, growing up, was always my favorite pay per view. So yeah, and it's because of the Rumble and, matches. And yeah, and favorite match type. A favorite match type. Uh, yeah, favorite match type by far, actually. I can't think of a match type I like better than a. Than I love a an elimination Rumble. chamber match. Those are I like I've a, never seen one. Live. I like a. I've never seen one live, but I like a match with a lot of people in it. I like it when people's cars aren't the loudest thing in the world. 
Wait, what's happened to my country? <laughs> oh, no. Uh, this is not that podcast, Matt. <laughs> what's happened to my country? The world's changing around me, and I'm too stubborn to change with it, so I'm going to complain. Anyway, Matt and I are going to the Rumble. We're going to be there together. We're going to record podcasts together. Mm-hmm. Uh, also upcoming, the return of Keisha Hatchet. When I was in L.A., I hung out a bunch with Keisha. We went to AEW Dynamite. I should talk about that for a minute. Uh, and I and uh, I was like, Keisha, we need to have you back on the pod. You are the fourth wrestle buddy. It's very important to keep your streak alive. And I believe Keisha wasn't on any episodes last year. She was not, uh, which is devastating to me. I believe Greg was. I think Greg Maybe? was. Yeah, yeah. Greg popped in. Uh, but yeah, the fifth wrestle buddy. Yes. Uh, so Keisha will be back very soon. We've already. I she and I already discussed. Uh, what we're going to talk about on the show. I think I told you, Matt, we're just going to do our hot takes. We're just going to have yeah. a, a, an episode filled with the hottest of takes. Uh, cool. I'm really excited for uh, like, uh, to first of all, to get more one star votes on iTunes because of that. Of and course. number two, to have random uh, assholes on Twitter just message us and say, like, your opinion is the worst. I need to whine at every person on the Internet. Matt, you sound like Twitter. Welcome to Typical Wrestling Podcast. Oh, boy. No, 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 no. Welcome to the Typical Wrestling Podcast. We hate wrestling. It sucks. Uh, Let me tell you something, Chris Hayner. The Attitude Era is the greatest era of wrestling because uh, it had butts and boobs and wrestling and people's penises being cut off by samurai swords. Anytime someone says the Attitude Era was good, I just counter with the line, me, choppy, choppy, your PT. And I win. I win. You can pick... Oh, I, I, we do... We should do at some point... I know, I mean, this is a thing... The Valvinas versus Kai and Tai feud? Yes, but also just a general discussion about the rose-colored glasses we all wear for the Attitude Era. Even yeah. me, I absolutely. I, when I because how we Savio think, Vega doesn't get enough love, right? When we think of the Attitude Era, all we think about is like Stone Cold driving the beer truck to the ring, or Stone Cold driving Zamboni great. to the ring, or Stone Cold driving a monster truck to the ring, and that's all cool stuff. But like, you have to think about the other ninety percent of the programming that wasn't Stone Cold, which. Hoof. Hoof. Not speaking always of, hoof, but anyway. Speaking of hoof, Matt, as I mentioned a moment ago, uh, I went to the AEW Dynamite Los Angeles. Was uh, it was I it a dynamite show? Week. Okay, so here's the thing. It it was listed as the doors open at three, the show starts at four. Okay. That's way too early, but okay. Well, because I was on the West, I was on the West Coast and it airs at 8 p.m. on the East Coast. So like if the show starts at four, it goes live at five. Um, So we get there and I'm I'm with I'm with fellow wrestle buddy Keisha because we were both at the TV Critics Association press tour in Los Angeles. And. The show started at three thirty. Okay. what? They started doing dark elevation matches at three thirty. Okay until five then they did dynamite for two hours so until seven three and a half hours three and a half hours then they did another dark elevation match it was jade cargill and somebody versus sky blue and madison rain it was jade cargill and one of the baddies versus sky blue and madison rain i believe okay and then after that they did rampage I am exhausted. Which Rampage. So the main event of Dynamite was, well, first of all, the opening match of Dynamite was Page versus Mox, the return match, which was great. The main event of Dynamite was the uh, Escalera de la Muerta, the the ladder of death match featuring the final match between uh, the elite and Death Triangle uh, for the trio's titles. Great match. Uh, complete great match in a completely different way than Hangman and Mox. Uh, I will note this: as far as I could tell, Mox didn't bleed during his match with Hangman. Mad respect. Well, that's but, good. But the main event of Rampage, Matt, was a, sh- a women's street fight. It was uh, 
Ruby, Ruby, Ruby Soho, and Willow Nightingale versus mm-hmm. uh, Anna JAS and Tay Mello. Tay Conti? Conti? I think she's Tay Mello now. Uh-huh. Um, and Ruby bled more than maybe any human I've ever seen in my life that still lived. More than Dustin Rhodes. I I believe so. Whew. Like Ruby, I don't know what Ruby nicked when blading or what happened, but like it was it was rough to look at. Uh that match was also punctuated by Willow Nightingale power bombing Anna Jay off the stage through a table. However, something hap- something went wrong and they kind of missed the table, so Willow went through the table and Anna Jay got power bombed right onto the concrete. Awesome. Uh, based on what I've read, reportedly she's okay. But what it all breaks down to, Matt, is the show started at 3.30 and it ended yeah. after it ended like at about 9.05. So that's like five and a half hours. It was a five and a half hour. It's too long. I have been to last year. I went to two AEW pay-per-views. I went to all out and then I went to um, forbidden door. Yeah. And I went to revolution. I, I, I love AEW. I love going to live wrestling. I love WWE for the most part. Absolutely. Uh, I, what AEW does not do well, in my opinion, is there's the card is too stacked there's no breathing room for the audience. And even with like something like a hot Chicago crowd, uh, whether it's proper Chicago or Chicago land, I'm not going to get into that. Um, even with the hot Chicago land crowd, you, you lose steam and it's really hard you, to yes. be excited and continue. And then sometimes Adam Cole gets hurt while you're there. And then you get like really worried about a person you talk to all the time. Matt, I was there for the return, baby. I'm very excited Adam is back. Um, I, I will probably try to get him back on the show again. Too. I'll, I'll be I'll be honest with you. When he came out, he first of all, uh, Tony Schiavone, when Tony Schiavone introduced him, he says, like, I take no joy or I am upset or whatever to welcome Adam to welcome our next guest. And it was like, yeah, now it's all about the wow. Um, and, I, and I was like, so either Adam Cole is a heel or this is bad. And Adam came out and said, it's a good news, bad news situation. I was like, oh, no. Uh, but, Interesting question. Oh, okay. Prediction Siri? bot? Siri? Pro- oh, oh, okay. So that was Siri. It was not prediction bot. Okay. Uh, of course, the bad news was for everyone else on the roster because I'm back, baby, which that's exciting. Like, I'm just I'm happy that and. It's not even exciting that like, yes, we're going to get Adam Cole matches. I'm happy that this dude that we've become friendly with this dude who we love to chat with, who's been having a rough time. I'm just glad he's okay. And he's able to continue doing what he loves. Um, And I'm so glad I got to be there for it. That was how was that Serpentico match? Look, Matt, I had to run. All right, listen, Serpentico (laughs) has called me out on the Internet. Uh, and I believe he's called me out now, thanks to you tagging him yep. in my posts. I didn't on tag him. Twitter, at, you tagged him on Instagram. You tagged him on Instagram. Okay, on Instagram, I did to tag him. Yeah, we did, we talk on um, Instagrams. As do we, but you just had to call me out like that on Instagram. Uh, yeah. So the first match was a Nyla Rose match of the night. I, and of course, I tweeted like it's WrestleBuddy's favorite Nyla Rose, which he took issue with. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, it, look, if I see you, you are also a wrestle buddy's favorite. Now I had to go back to will call to pick something up mm-hmm. and evidently, which was on the other side of the arena from where I was sitting. So I had to, yes. I had to make the hike around the arena. Evidently while I was making that hike is when Serpentico had a match <laughs> because I came back and the message for Serpentico was like, what? You didn't see me out there. I was like, no, I didn't. And my seats are really good. So I should have seen you, but I didn't. And hey, I feel that's I, the way the cookie crumbles. I'm sorry, Serpentico. I love you as a wrestler. I love, uh, what is it? The Spanish announce table, Spanish announce team. Yeah. 
that new that their new few their new uh stable it's him uh, and- i'm still i'm still kind of stuck on the melee i, I mean that's the uh, what? i know i know what you're saying um but yeah so unfortunately i did not i i told serpentico to come up and give me a high five he never showed so really who mm-hmm. is at fault here Nyla. It, wow i see <laughs> whose side you're I mean, on i'm just i'm just oh. saying what serpentico would say Oh boy, let's all let's take a drink from our coffees. Mm. Uh. I'm drinking from my Matt. I don't know if you can see this. My big Stanley thermos. It it's it's a wonderful looking thermos. It it just uh, harkens back to a time where men would shoot uh, promotional jeans ads on top of girders uh, while building in New York City. That's me. That was me in those commercials. That. Not a commercial, but a, uh, a, ph- a photography ad, a photographic ad. Anyways, we're like 22 yeah, minutes yeah. into this. Let's Chris. let's Matt, let's let's talk real quick about the the uh, the developments going on at WWE since last we recorded, because a lot's happened. And Even most yesterday. Of it, and most of it is bad, it turns out. Um, I want to talk about the, the, the latest thing, which was uh, and um, I think we're like 99 percent sure this is confirmed at this point that like. The head of PR essentially is gone. Adam Hopkins. We don't. Yeah, we don't. We don't know how. We don't know. We we don't know. And that, you know, we'll we'll see. I I will just say uh, I loved working with Adam over the years. Uh, Adam is one of the better publicists. I've I've dealt with a lot with many, many publicists across many networks and companies (laughs) and shows and people and. Uh, Adam was always one of the better ones. He was very responsive. He was always very uh, too for me to me. He was always very honest. Uh, And I, I look forward to wherever he ends up next because whoever gets him is lucky to have him. Yes. I will. um, Second, everything you said, he's in my, uh, like my top 10 PR people. Yeah. If, if we, if wrestle buddies had a MySpace page. Yeah. We'd probably put him, we'd slot him in there somewhere. Probably after Uh, Gangrel. Yeah. <laughs> After it's it's Gangrel Adam. Uh I'll throw John from AEW in there. Uh and then my Postamania fan page. Yeah. Oh, there's there's still more. Uh and then also we'll throw Mark in there who used to be at WWE. Yeah. And then the promotion great. and then the promotional page from the Ready to Rumble movie. Yeah, and then uh David Arquette. Yeah. And Robocop. Oh, RoboCop is just the background of my MySpace page. Yeah. And Dog Dead Lawyer. Anyway. Um, uh, But like, let's let's talk. Let's talk bigger uh, about WB because like Matt, it's it's very weird. Finally, when things seem to be going well for the company, uh, Vince is gone. Creative is doing great. Everything is good. Uh, Vince forced himself back onto the board. Fired board members, fired board members, or released two board members and brought because he brought two people with him, George Barrios and Michelle Wilson, who (sighs) uh, allies will, I believe, is how they've been referred to. But like, that's not even that's not even the craziest part, dude. Stephanie McMahon no longer works. Stephanie McMahon quit WWE as part of this. Yeah. Um, The place she's worked since she was, what, 13? Yes. And I mean, you can only really speculate what's happening because um, her release was just like, I'm finally going to like go away and I'm taking my leave of absence permanently. Like, it was very a positive message, like very professional. I, what could you do at that point, though, if you're the unfortunate thing is Stephanie McMahon and Matt, we've talked about this was like the public face of the company. Yes. She was at every event. She was a part of every practically every charitable thing that the company did. She was very loud and proud about WWE's investment in communities. And now uh, without her there, who fills that vacuum? Because. Like. She again, she was the public face of WWE's, especially with community outreach. And And you don't have that anymore. And she was a she was a woman CEO of a gigantic company. And that was cool. Uh, and she was new to the job. Like it, everything about this is so weird. And everything about this just points to like, is Vince is trying to cash out. And and that's something that we've been, that you and I have been speculating for the past, ever since the Peacock deal, essentially. And when mm-hmm. they started firing people that 
WWE, it, it's all things are all pointing to WWE is going to sell to somebody. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's been rumors that it's been the Saudis for a couple of years. Uh, it, I know it's a private investment firm, but that private investment firm is, from my understanding, part of the Saudi government. To be so, fair, all those reports, like those are all reports that were unsubstantiated, yes. like the companies. And it was also like reported that the WWE had just flat out sold to them. But like, which, that's, th- that's not how not it true. works. That's, that's not, not how, how it work. works. Um, um, I, and again, I'm going when I say when I'm talking about the Saudi, this quote unquote Saudi deal that was reported. This has been something, again, that's been speculated and kind of reported on here and there for a couple of years. But there's also things like. Fox could be a buyer. Amazon could be a buyer. Comcast Uh, Universal. Comcast Universal, I think, is probably one of the bigger players in this. Somebody said Netflix, and I said, no, that doesn't make sense financially for that company. It kind of does, though. I don't know. Because Netflix is now dipping their toe into live programming. It's true. That's true. But when Peacock already has a $3 billion deal with WWE over the rights of. Oh, for sure. Like. Like it Peacock, doesn't make sense for Netflix. Uni- Universal makes the most sense, but Netflix could pick it up after the Peacock deal ends and walk away with the entire tape library. And then Netflix just buries WWE and like they do with everything else. Yeah, you'll find it next to the K dramas. I I would personally say that it, it if it stays in America or, or stays part of an American corporation it's going to be amazon or comcast that that makes the most sense to me see for me i think the most sensible options are comcast or disney i, I think, don't think disney and, would and buy, I, I, I think disney under bob chapek wouldn't have bob Iger's whole thing with disney has been acquisition uh-huh like he acquired Lucasfilm, Marvel, like yeah. that, like Disney acquired a lot. Fox. He changed the face of Disney, like he for yes, the best a bunch of times. Yeah. Um, and I think whoever ends up buying WWE is going to be looking at more than just TV. I think they're going to be looking at ways they could uh, branch into film, uh, ways they could branch into themed entertainment. Like it, we, we've talked, we've talked about this before. I want to eat yeah. at a WWF restaurant in City Walk. At Universal yeah. Studios. Um, I think I just think there is for media conglomerates that have a lot of hands in a lot of different industries. There is there's way too many upsides. To and how you, are, could you already product. have Hulu built in and Hulu already has people watching WWE programming on there uh, day after with Smackdown and Raw and NXT, I believe is that would on only make remember. that would only make sense with disney though because i believe nbc or comcast universal is getting rid of minority shareholder or minority owner at this point minority disney owner owns. and i think i believe and i believe i could be wrong i thought they were getting ready to give up their stake in it from from I, what I my know. understanding because i tend to cover streaming service business news a decent amount uh it seems like Disney is slowly working on just becoming sole owner of Hulu. And I think a lot of that is also because of, because of rights and because Disney also has the hot star property, which is essentially Hulu in India or Hulu in other markets. So I think yeah. it, it makes the most sense for Disney to become the only owner of Hulu. So again, Disney would make sense. Um, to purchase wwe but at this point this is all all speculation there is that's the thing none of us know anything no and i feel like that's the way the world likes it uh but but it's been a i don't want the saudis (laughs) no because honestly it would be hard to it'd be hard to look at the wwe the same way period Mm mm-hmm you're going to see a lot of talent jump ship if that happens. Yeah, um, like if I'm Sami Zayn and I don't even I can't even go. I don't even do the Saudi shows. Yeah, like I would want out of my contract. He'd be gone and I'm sure Kevin Owens would be gone at that point, too. It's all there, very I, a lot of women would probably leave at that point as well. But we'll 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 see what happens to that end. Yeah, Um. Lord knows. Uh. AEW seems to be doing well. There's still no movement on what, if anything, will happen to CM Punk. 
Uh, the I'm fine is, without them. I'm fi- honestly, the shows have been good. Yeah, I, I, I don't. The shows have been good when you're not there live. If you're there live, it's a long night at the sh- at the matches. With with a former WWE talent and AEW, I think it's a great way to get eyes on the product. But when the product becomes the primary focus of that product becomes here's some old WWE guys, and I don't mean old derogatory. Uh, I, I mean like here's someone you're familiar with. When when that becomes the focus of the product, the rest of the product suffers to me because I came to AEW because you've got like OG Bullet Club, you know, you've got these these wrestlers that have made huge names for themselves on the indies and people I'm completely unfamiliar with. We're we're getting mm-hmm. to see indie wrestling on a national and global level, which is fantastic. But when the product shifted more towards WWE people, I lost a lot of interest and I've started coming full turn back into AEW hard now. And I'll because say the this, focus Matt, is less on that. Oh yeah. I love what they're doing right now where they're pitting uh WWE people up against quote unquote AEW originals. Mm-hmm. Um like I love the feud between Mox and Hangman Page. They had a banger of a match on Dynamite. Yeah. I love the feud that's brewing between uh uh Brian Danielson and MJF over the title. Like that is that's been so good. It's been so good and so subtle, and it's going to be a hell of a match. Um, I don't even remember what Jericho. Oh, Jericho is feuding with Ricky Starks right now. But also, um, Jericho as a person in this business to me, um, is doing the perfect thing he should be doing at this point in his career. He's still a fantastic wrestler. He's still amazing on the mic. He's still like, to me, one of the best of all time, period. Mm -hmm. Uh, But he's taking, he constantly takes younger wrestlers under his wing, gives them screen time, coaches them like, and Jake Hager and Jake. But I mean, like he, but you need that in a stable. We we've talked about stables before you need. Oh, you need the heater. Yeah. You need the Um, multiple stables, but you also need the big guy. Yeah, exactly. But, He's the but big Jericho guy. is constantly putting other wrestlers over, like, and the, and say what you want about some of the weird stuff in his personal life. I, I'm going to ignore that. It, he's a person in the wrestling business you need. Like, he, gets he it. never puts himself first. Well, yes and no. But you know, you know what I'm getting. I, at. No, I I I, under, I understand what you're saying. Jericho is wisely. Uh, in the role of sort of the elder statesman of the AEW locker room at this point. Yeah. He is very wisely setting up the future of the industry. And he, he, him and him and him and Danielson had that whole quasi feud with Daniel Garcia that like, like, I feel like that's the only misstep so far. Like the feud, the Daniel Garcia stuff kind of went weird. And then like, they just, it's almost as if they pretended it never happened. Which um, that's going to happen in wrestling. We've seen that happen a billion times. Things absolutely. Just, just disappear. But like the fact that he's feuding with Ricky Starks right now and like Ricky Starks is on fire right now, dude. Went, like I was gen- like, I love Ricky Starks. I love that his whole thing is I dab a lot. Um, but like when Ricky Starks came out, when that, that that those trumpets in his theme song hit, like the place went nuts. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, people love Ricky Starks. This is great. Yeah. Uh. Also, and then we have people like Billy Gunn, who like not a full time wrestler anymore, but he's with the acclaimed and he's just building that group up more and more and more. And Listen, there's the gun club, <laughs> but there's they're not there's even, so many- I will say, do you know the Austin and Colton aren't known as the gun club anymore? They're yeah, just yeah. the guns. Yeah. And they do this uh, but- a lot. Uh, the guns, they show off their muscles. But there's there's so much. To. I- you know, and again, the only thing that's really lacking to me still is the women's division. It's getting a little bit better, but it's still, um, I don't want to compare WWE and AEW and create some sort of fake war. Um, but just looking at what WWE does with their women's division, it is top notch gold level stuff. Like I'm, I'm just, I love what they do with the women's division there. I think I, I think I solidified the issue with the AEW women's division. I was again, I was talking to Keisha about it. Mm-hmm. The, the for me the issue is there's not enough defined characters yeah the one defined character they have is Britt baker and that's because she was injured during the pandemic and they but they kept her on tv building out that character i would say jade is pretty defined 
Jade is pretty. I would I would I would agree with that. Jade is Jade is pretty and defined. So Brit, Jade, and Nyla. I think those are your three at this point. But Nyla's not featured Nyla's not, heavily as as no. she as nearly as heavily as she should be. No. Um, but like, I I don't know what the character of Ruby Soho is other than good guy. Um, I don't. Uh, I don't. I like. Yeah. I feel like Soraya. Soraya is just doing the same page bit that she was yeah. always doing, which is fine. But like, I need something new to glom on to. You know what I mean? And I, and I think that's the problem with with AEW at this point in time is it's having the WWE I, woes from four years ago, where it has it's a huge roster, and it's just it's very hard with the limited amount of programming to give all these people yeah to help define them more i i would also like to add i think uh, i would like to add to that group of well-defined talent um i think anna jay and tay mello are both getting like the i like that they're in the jas because i think it is giving them time to define their characters Mm -hmm. and i think jamie Hayter is starting to come a long way too oh yeah yeah, I, but like I look at I look at someone like Tony Storm. I love Tony Storm. I love Tony Storm's work, but she bores you in AEW. I don't know which I don't know what her care. I don't know what it is. That's yeah. Like other than like her song kind of sounds like Barracuda. Yep. And she wears sunglasses because she's cooler than I am. I, I But I think that that is just an overall problem in AEW is it's we're not getting to know who these characters are. It, because it's a luxury. AEW, it's a luxury problem to have. They have an overabundance of ridiculously talented people on their roster. But it's also because you look at the two companies of AEW and WWE. They are polar opposites as far as wrestling goes. Where AEW is more match focused, WWE is more story focused. So with WWE, you are getting these wonderfully crafted, bigger, larger than life characters who you know everything about who wrestle once every four months <laughs> compared to AEW. We're not getting to know these characters, but you get to see them in the ring every week. And I'll also say this. Uh, there are evidently storyline developments happening on dark and dark elevation that I have no idea about. Like I distinctly remember uh private party. I think lost a match to Ethan page and somebody, and thus they became the property them and Matt Hardy, like had to sign contracts with, whatever stokely hathaway's faction is called and it was like mm-hmm. a bunch of baby faces stuck in a heel faction which is which could be interesting like however however this week at the taping i was at one of the matches was uh one of the member of a private party and matt hardy and they came to the ring to the hardy boys music and then ethan page came out mad that the private party guy wasn't juking like jeff hardy and matt hardy seemed to agree and was happy that ethan page was there i was like i don't understand what the development is here that's kind of how i felt about um most of what matt hardy's been involved with since coming back i don't don't understand i think i think i think matt hardy and aew has been kind of underwhelming bad bad? (laughs) i went with a nicer word but yeah i'm sadly in agreement i went with the truth bad it's just not good no um but yeah it's i think we have an interesting year ahead for both of these companies for completely different reasons yeah i'm scared for the future of wwe if i'm being completely honest with you scared Um, uh that's understanding it i am terrified i i am terrified that a year from now um either wwe won't really be a thing anymore mm -hmm. um or that I'm just going to refuse to watch it because of the owners. Possible. I, I'm i not excited for that prospect because there's so many people that... We're already seeing so many people getting let go behind the scenes um, with all these changes that are happening. And, like, to me, I, I don't know. It, I am just scared there's going to be a mass exodus. And, like, what happens then? Because AEW can't pick up all those people. There's no, no impact. No. I'm sure impact's a third option, but like, no, what? man, you know, who's going to save the day? MLW. Freddie Prince Jr. Baby. <laughs> he was just on the AEWs. Oh, I know. 
I was I I I too was there. They didn't yes. they didn't they didn't cut to me. MJ they didn't let MJF make fun of me, uh, star of the Wrestle Buddies podcast. I was no, slightly disappointed. I also wasn't ringside. But I mean, what you think about and again speculation. This is just. But if there is another mass exodus, like, what are you gonna have another Impact Slammiversary thing where like a bunch of people jump into Impact? They get the high brothers are back, like a baby. Month. What? Yeah. The good brothers are back again, baby. Yeah, I'd be, but like. <sighs> the good brothers who were the good brothers, because I think AJ is out injured right now. Good brothers yeah. not involved in the tag team title scene at all. No. Which is kind of a friggin bummer. Wait, did Carl Anderson lose the Neverweight Open Championship? I believe okay. so. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say. Uh. There is also that prospect of like WWE and New Japan working together, which excites, I think, just me and like four people. I mean, I think it would be interesting. I think the possibility is there. Matt Mercedes Monet is now. Money. <laughs> the the possibility money. was there. The possibility was there before McMahon came back because with. Yeah. Uh, okay. Now you're talking. There we go. With Shinsuke working with Great Muda. Um, that not would not have happened. If Vince was still in control, because no. I believe Shinsuke said that, like, he asked about it way back when, when Vince was still in control and it was a no. Yeah. But then Triple H and Stephanie are in charge and it's. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and it I was a they, great idea. I think. And again, my opinion, speculation, I think Stephanie and and Paul uh, and Nick Khan understand wrestling as a global phenomenon better than Vince. Vince understands WWE. Matt. Yeah. Be with me when it, right now. Yeah, Do you please. think there will be a moment when Tony Khan tweets out an image? Paul Levesque and Stephanie McMahon are all elite. I think what would happen in in, in the wildest of dreams is It'll that there would happen. be a third. They would never happen. I think if something crazy were to happen, it would be the triple uh, that uh, Paul Levesque and Stephanie McMahon would start another company. They call. I don't think WWF. that's plausible, but I think. It'd be crazy. I'd be into it. I would also be very into it. But I don't um, know if that's going to happen. No, God, no. No. Um, I mean, it's like a money <laughs> suck. Uh, so do you have any hopes or thoughts or predictions for this year? I got a couple. And honestly, one that I just thought of last night. Uh, right, while I was watching. I was watching Raw from this week. Um, I think they're going to break up the tag title soon, because if you watched Raw, you would note that uh, the Judgment Day are the number one contenders for the Raw Tag Team Championships. Yes. Not the not the undisputed tag team titles, specifically the Raw belts. So I think they're starting to warm up to the idea of breaking up breaking up the belts. And thank God. We need the belts. It was fun while it lasted, but it's lasted too long. Yeah, it's time, it's time to get one of those belts off of Roman so yeah. that Raw can have a champion again. Because, yeah, I mean, for the most part, Roman don't work Mondays, which is fine. But like, good Lord, we need. I right now, Raw's champion is Austin Theory. Yeah, he's growing on me. He's growing on me quite a bit with his like his the newer newer developments of his character. Uh, but like, man, we Raw needs a world champion back in the mix. Yeah. I the again having the belts together unified has been fun but it's overstated it's welcome to me at this point yep the bloodline has not overstated it's welcome it's still fantastic it's in fact like let's keep going with this for a while keep having roman be champion i am fine with him being smackdown champion or universal champion at this point yeah but let's get the world heavyweight championship off of him let's get the raw tag team champions off the usos I agree. So, I agree wholeheartedly. If you're going to have 40 belts in the company, you need to have more than three people with them. Yeah, that. Yeah, you're right. You're just right. Um. Yeah. So that's my that's my that's my big prediction. Uh. I, I think we're going to get the Rock. At WrestleMania, I think the pardon me for saying this outright failure of black Adam has all but assured it. Yeah. If, if black Adam had been a massive, massive hit, we wouldn't be getting the rock at WrestleMania. No, it wouldn't make sense. The rock John Cena 
three times in a lifetime. <laughs> oh my god. For the third time in a lifetime. Man, no thank you. Uh how about you? You got any big thoughts for the year? Um I think that we're we're gonna get a legit Bray Wyatt stable. Ooh, yeah. More so than um Uncle Howdy, which like we're all ninety nine percent sure it's Bo Dallas, right? It's Bo Dallas. Matt. I mean, like, it, it, is this the happiest you've ever been with a Bray Wyatt storyline? The fact that Bo Dallas is coming back. I will be when like when the Uncle Howdy stuff like comes to fruition, and it's more than just him popping up. You know, I do. I, I will say, I like when he just pops up, though. So do I. So do I. But it's I very want fun. more. I want yeah. him to be like a, a wrestler. Um. I, I would not mind Alexa Bliss going back. They've been kind of hinting at it. I don't want her to be the fiend Alexa Bliss. I want her to be Alexa Bliss now, but just Evil. a little, maybe tiny bit darker and working with Bray and working with Uncle Howdy. Or maybe it's Bray and Uncle Howdy are not going to be in the same stable together and they'll be continually be at odds with each other. Um, but I would like to see more of like a kind of like that supernatural stable from them and there's plenty of wrestlers i feel like we're gonna I, I feel like we're gonna get a big tip in that direction at the rumble i think so too. when when bray wyatt faces la knight in a mountain dew pitch black match by the way uh <laughs> what is that i don't so, care yeah but God, what was it remember when we interviewed aj styles before the boneyard match and we're just like what is a boneyard match aj smiles and he's like it's whatever you want it to be <laughs> yep <laughs> come on man like that's how i feel sometimes about branding though but like wwe brands these weird matches just like chicago street fight yeah but like that makes sense like that's a street fight does street fight makes sense i know but when you brand it with something else or the horror show remember the horror show the horror show at extreme rules you mean (laughs) where they where they had the um like the bray white swamp match so it was the House of Horrors match, Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton, where there's just oh, like yeah. a picture of maggots on the mat. <laughs> what? Well, it's Matt, like, it's this, like, this like, match has this match is sponsored by Mountain Dew, and it has Mountain Dew in the title. Which I love, by the way. I do love it's the Mountain Dew pitch black Look, match. <laughs> eventually WWE WWE 2K23 is going to be announced. If yeah. the Mountain Dew pitch black logo isn't in the logos for custom creations, I'm going to be severely disappointed. Me too. Uh, I I feel like there's just a writer's room. I, I call, I say writer's room, it's writer's backstage area where they just throw darts at a board of words and they're like, uh-huh. this is the match. All right, well, let's go to the sponsor first. Uh, Kaboom Box uh look, let's see what city boston uh a yj a yj stinger hardcore match it's the kaboom box boston ladder fight i love it brought to I, you by sketchers matt and i'll say this imagine this we are going to be there live for a for what will eventually become a future wrestle buddy segment yeah. Have you thought of that? We're going to be there. Li- Honestly, we should record the night. Let's just record the episode there. Yeah. No, well, I was going to say, when we get back to the hotel after the rumble, we should record on the spot an episode just about our thoughts of the pitch black match. I no, love that. Literally nothing else about the rumble. I love that in theory, but by the time we get back to our hotel, we're going to be so tired. Uh, look, dude, I will house a, a friggin' pot of coffee and we will make this happen. We can order, ooh, maybe we'll luck out and WWE will have some sort of themed kitchen in the area. And then we could order garbage food and oh talk god. about the Mountain Dew pitch black match. Oh my god. Also, I, I think I'm I think I mentioned this before. Uh WWE Smackadias are now in my neighborhood under their original name, Super Dio we, or whatever. We talked about this right before the break um okay gross so gross i'm so tempted to try them again <laughs> i you know what and i think that's where we're gonna wrap it up we have something special that we cannot talk about coming up in the next couple of weeks there's actually yes. a lot of like very special things coming up we cannot talk about yes there, um, we got we got some, we got some big things coming up uh we'll get to well including the return of keisha 
yes. uh, for a for a hot take breakdown. Uh, also, Keisha and I talked a lot about not a lot, but we talked a little bit about efeds while we were in the Uber to the AEW show. And man, I just miss efeds. We did do an episode of efeds. I believe it's like episode six with with Keisha with Keisha. Um, yeah. So uh, I just want us to have an efed. I wish. I wish we had a listenership that wanted to do an efed with us. That's it. I would totally be into that. Uh, but stay tuned in the next few weeks. Uh, again, we cannot talk about anything, um, but there is some like it's it, and it's a it's a cornucopia of different types of cool things that we are planning right now. Yeah, and I am so super pumped. I apologize to all of you we for taking um. A few weeks off. We taking a it. well-deserved holiday break after our holiday special, in which we mended fences at least temporarily between Nyla Rose and Serpentico. We deserved a break. Uh, by the way, that might be my favorite episode we've done. Uh, Smackadies. Never mind. Smackadies is number one. That's number two. Smackadies is number one because we were in the room together. Exactly. I mean, we're gonna have that uh, again in a few weeks. Yeah, Mountain Dew pitch black match. Let's go. All right, um, so we will see you guys next week with, uh, wait, what's the date on that? Let me see if I can um, even allude to anything fun. I don't think so. No, I, that'd be the 26th. Yes, we can allude to something. We have something. We have something this week, for... but I don't know if we can talk about it yet. I Hold on. Hold on. This is what I'm going to do right now. Because we ha- there is an embargo. I know, and that's what I'm looking for. Because let me just look at when is that embargo? When is that embargo, baby? Can the I say the next third. week is something? What? I believe the embargo is the 23rd. Next week, we have something super awesome. Be- yeah. 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 Next week's a good one, guys. I'm serious. We can't say anything, but next week's a good one as long as what is being planned happens tomorrow. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's tomorrow. Holy it's cow. tomorrow. <laughs> guess we'll have to study up Eh, not really uh so again we'll see you guys next week very very something's cool and special coming up that i think you'll be happy and excited about um chris any final words robocop that's how you kick off the year see you next week right baby thanks for listening to wrestle buddies we hope you had at least almost as much fun as we did Go ahead and rate and review us on the Apple Podcast app. You can email us questions at WrestleBuddies at GameSpot.com or find us over on Twitter at WrestleBuddies. I am at Chris Hayner. He is at I'm Matt Elfring. See you next week. WrestleBuddies is a copywritten GameSpot website podcast. You do not have permission to use anything contained within the episode. You'll be sued by me, Dog Dad Lawyer. I've got a dog named Clarence. He's a beautiful pug.